1: All right, let's get into it. And also, for listeners, Hammy's going to stay with us. He's going to stay and talk some sport. How good, how good. Let's get into it. Eh? International Rugby League, Australia, defeats Samoa, 38-12. to uh, Really interesting game, because the first 20 minutes you're going, wow, bloodbath's about to happen. Samoa did show a lot of, I think, grit to hang in this game. Uh, but I do think it... Look, they definitely miss Jerome Luai. Like you could, if anyone had any doubt as to Jerome Luai's ability <coughs> in a side, just watch that same old side without uh, Jerome Luai. But in saying that, this Australian side—it's looking pretty bloody good. It's looking pretty bloody good. And seeing Tino Haas and uh, Tino and Haas together is a scary, scary sight. The 23 year twenty-three-year-olds are the front-row pairing for Australia. And Haas Tino versus Fisher Harris Leota in a few weeks is going to be a couple of weeks is going to be absolute fireworks but I am really really excited for the future of the Kangaroos
3: that front row of pairing it's just unfair oh, it's mate. just simply not fair that first
1: 20 minutes to, showed how unfair it was
3: yeah just an absolute onslaught and you know what full credit to uh, Samoa because you have a look from halftime onwards I, th- I think it was only like 12 <laughs> to 6 or something yeah and those boys came back on as well so mm. I thought Samoa did incredibly well just to <laughs> stem the bleeding there Because it was I think it was 20 nil after 15 mm, yeah. And it looked like it could Push into like Well
1: the first try mountains. Was a front rower Yeah And you're going Uh oh If a front rower's scoring down the middle In the first You know Five mm. minutes Or ten minutes <laughs> That's concerning
3: And then when Tino backed it up Five minutes later For their third try You're just oh. going Good god This yeah. could get so ugly
1: Um But I, I just think that um, I don't know I like what I'm seeing with Australia I really think that The World Cup we looked a bit scratchy at times, and I guess it is against the Samoa side without Jerome Luai, but I think that Mali's building something pretty special there in the Australian side. What do you think, Timmy?
0: Yeah, it's, you sort of touched on it, but the first 20, 25 minutes from Australia, <coughs> just like we were going to obliterate them, and off the back of those boys, Hassan Tino, Saw Malawi, it was, they almost a cheat code. Like, how do you stop those boys yeah. going like that? Um, as you said, can be credit to, to Samoa. When you thought it was going to be a bloodbath, they came out and lost the second half, 8-6. Mm. So... A good side, Samoa, just just lacking through the spine a little bit. Yeah. And, and it's been like that a little bit in the past. Obviously, you mentioned Luai, such big loss. But even Stephen Crichton having to play out of position at 5'8", a position that, to my knowledge, he's never played before. Um, some handy enough footballs around him in the spine, but just <coughs> lacking experience there and probably hurt him a little bit. But, yeah, a good early sign for the Kangaroos.
1: I will say a bloke stole the show and... I assume he is going to play for Samoa for the rest of his career. I could be wrong, but I assume he is. Far along. Holy – I mean, we did say watch him, and we've been singing his praises before he even made his debut. I remember reacting to his highlights maybe this year or late, 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 late last year. Um, I remember hearing about him early last year about this kid that was just electric on his foot, um, footwork. But to see him do that against an Australian
2: pack, the guy is going to absolutely tear the NRL
1: apart. What do you think of yeah I going? thought
2: watching him, that chip and chase particularly, I just thought this bloke would be a great fit of the Tigers. Um, <laughs> get him over there. Get him in there. Uh, you're, already, you're already off your man Buller. No, keep them both. Get keep them both in there. Get them both out there, both both quality players. But uh, he just tore it up every time he had yeah. the ball. So exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, such a shame they took – I mean, surely the, the bunker could have a bit of a sense of occasion there and just go, you know what? we're going to let that one just go through the keeper let him have threw it through the keeper of it cricket exactly. That's the greatest
3: try that never was yeah <laughs> it was a so
2: it was good.
1: so good and for a guy that young and also what i loved about his game is that it wasn't easy he didn't just the game didn't just open up for him and at the end he oh sorry during the game he got some line breaks and from the get go it was a you know almost like snowballing into that incredible moment no he was getting bashed the first half he got no barely any meters obviously he was breaking a fair few tackles but for the first 20 to even 30 minutes, maybe even first whole half. Relatively speaking to what we saw in the second half, it was just a really good, safe fullback performance. And then the second half is when it all, it didn't even open up for him yet. He created himself. Mate, his highlight reel by the end of his career, it, it, it reminded me the closest. I mean, obviously, you've got Campbell, um, you know, at the Titans, but it was the closest to Preston Campbell that I'd seen. Just the, the, uh, the way he could move like in small spaces as quickly as he did, it is shockingly fast, shockingly fast.
3: And I'm going to put him up there right now. I think he will finish with the greatest goosey we've ever seen. The greatest <laughs> goosey? Going to become your favourite very quickly.
1: Hang on, see, I thought that's mine to give away. You know what? i want to start giving away. Could be anything. I reckon he could be anything. Um, mate, it, it was... And you talk about a guy that's going to put bums on seat. And what's <coughs> what's really exciting for Samoa is that, look, I'm not sure what's going to happen with Sueli's situation, but let's like, fingers crossed, he stays in the NRL. Not that there's been any noise of that, but I hope he does. When you get a full-strength Samoa side together, all of a sudden you go, holy shit, this is a very, very strong side. Um,
3: Wouldn't it be great just to see at some point a
1: different NRL club <coughs> other than
3: Melbourne have too many yeah. fullbacks to oh, man. with? Oh,
1: man, it is crazy like their ability to like I would love to is it Bellamy that's picking these guys coming through the grade like who is the scout he just must he must know fullbacks inside out <laughs> well the beauty about
3: uh um Sur as well he's actually a Victorian junior mm, he's yeah. come all the way through down there well, so he's only
1: the have a fifth Victorian junior yeah. I think to play or not even junior Victorian person like yeah
2: joins Orman. the greats
0: of Mahe Fanua and
2: a few others. A few others. You end know, up run. at the Tigers, so maybe it's the pathway. You go Melbourne, Storm, and then you end up at the Tigers, have a great career. Might,
0: yeah. might have been a Scotty Woodward job there, mate. One of the great uh, NRL recruitment managers in the game, a little unsung hero. Oh, story. really?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, so is Paul Bunn still there as well? No idea. Oh, yeah, okay. he, is. yeah he, he is. Yeah, yeah. is. Yeah. So that, that recruitment team is just seriously young likes in the
3: working in the juniors too. He
1: does a <coughs> bit of recruitment. Oh, really? Start.
0: Okay. There yeah. was um, <coughs> there's a bit of footage there with 13 minutes to go game basically dead and buried and he's at the back of the scrum and there's forwards out of place and he's sitting there screaming at him telling him where to go he was going off his off his lid at him and yep. that for a young bloke in his first test was such a good sign because there are so many terrific footballers but communication is such a major part especially for a fullback in the game there's there's some good fullbacks out there starting number mm. ones who don't talk and yeah. It's the biggest part of their job. Something that we've said before on the show that you don't probably see too often. Now, it's a small clip, and I don't know what he's like through an 80-minute game, but for him to come into this side with senior players who have been there and done it all, and he's screaming at them. I reckon that's a a real
1: good evidence of the Melbourne Storm system, Mm. that they just wouldn't allow him to get to that spot close to playing fullback for them. Um, And there's two, two things I reckon that is Billy Slater's most underrated weapons. It was his fitness, repeat speed, uh, fitness there's also his talk and defense like anyone that's played with him says he does not it's like a coach on the field uh and, and like obviously billy slater working with all the young guys coming through at the storm um and to see a guy with that much talent and and you know to be honest and you know i don't want to speak for everyone but in my experience a lot of young polynesian boys coming through and, and girls but young polynesian boys coming through struggle with that side because there's they're you know my understanding, their culture is all about respecting your elders, you know, not, not um, putting yourself out there. It's almost shame to do that. And so the, a lot of these younger guys coming through now are being told, no, it's okay, you can do that. And when we, we see it with a guy like Fire Longo, it's going to set him up for, I mean, an incredible career, an incredible career.
3: Well, yeah, have a look at, you know, your, your fullback this season, Maurice Walsh, and how incredible he was. For me, the turning point was he got to spend six weeks with Billy Slater. Mm. This guy gets to spend
1: pre season after pre season
3: with Billy. It's terrifying where yeah. he could land.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Uh, anyone else? Hammy, what do you think of the far long performance? Yeah, it just killed it. Just, it's so exciting every time he touched the footy. Um, he was, uh, yeah, just, he's going to be so, as you mentioned, to spend all that time with Billy Slater. He's going to be a freak. Um, shades of Billy Slater's 05 Origin Tribe with the chip and chase as well. So he's already Ooh, got all the all like the little that. ingredients. <laughs> I like um, that. Cam Murray, uh, for me, which is one I met that I noticed. Vossi said on comms, I don't know whether maybe, Guru, you can verify with your infinite knowledge of the game. Cam Murray apparently has now scored in five straight test matches for Australia. Is that the case? Uh,
3: I didn't know that at the time
2: either. Yeah, but yeah. I
3: wouldn't put anything past Cam Murray. I'll tell you who would probably know. Our resident rabbit down there.
1: With no you mic. don't have a mic Good, no mic. <laughs> Good throw there I mean, Cam Murray on an edge I, I like Cam Murray on an edge I've, I've never understood why He doesn't get played there If you're not going to play him at lock for New South Wales I never understood Why he doesn't play there um, More often Because he played there The year before uh, A couple years before, sorry And he did a job on David Feeder mm. Up in Townsville and so I was so shocked that this year he was getting brought off the bench. I was like, no, Cam Murray is so good. He needs to be on the field for as many minutes as possible. You can't be bringing him off the bench and starting a game without him in it. Um, yeah, so, mate, the, the Australian side, <clears throat> I think what let them down was their completion rate towards the end there. First 20 minutes, they almost completed at <laughs> 100% nearly. And then they started dropping the ball and obviously invited the uh, Samoa side back into it. But let's talk about first the Samoa side. Actually, we'll go Australia side first. Um, now, I just want to quickly talk about it. I saw a lot of people saying Dylan Edwards played really poorly. And I was like, he made one error. Like, what What are we talking about here? He, he played terribly. He made one error. And he also ran for the most metres of any uh, winger on the field. So he had 17 hit-ups, 168 metres, four tackle breaks, 60 post contact. Um it compared to Selwyn Cobo, 144, and then you go on the Samoa side with uh, Tualangi and To'o, it was 129, and To'o 119. In,
0: like, de- in defence of the critics, one error is a bad game for Dylan Edwards yeah. because he's never made an error <laughs> Maybe in the that's last right. four years anyway. But I,
1: I just couldn't believe the yarns I was seeing. Like he would had this absolute Barry Crocker. I'm like, what the hell are we watching here? Just because he made a single error, all of a sudden it's a bad game. He, he from the wing, ran for more metres – then Cobo, Tuolangi, and To'ot. Like, what are we talking about it? Bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. What do you reckon? You it? Yeah, completely
3: agree. I think uh, I almost fell off my chair when he knocked that ball on.
1: Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, and the way surprised. it happened too. The way it happened,
3: yeah. It wasn't yeah, even yeah. like impact or anything. It was just almost a loose yeah. carry. I know. I just think it shows, you know, the high standard we have for Dillard was now and the expectations we have of him. Uh, but yeah, as you said, be <clears> those <throat> stats, you know, 168 run renders, 59 post-contact, four tackle breaks. If you tell me a debutant winger has that game without the name next to it, you're saying well done.
1: Or or if he played wing at club but it's because he's gone from fullback to wing that yeah. everyone's like almost angry that he took another person's wing spot. It's super strange, super strange. I thought he was all right. What do, you, what do you reckon, Timmy?
0: Yeah, I thought he was fine. And the biggest thing for me was just that we knew he was going to sort of do a job in attack. You know, he'll get his opportunities throughout the tournament to finish and he'll, he'll rack up his run metres. But just defensively, playing out of position, he did a job there. I know there wasn't a tremendous amount thrown at him, but held his own there and that, that was the most important thing.
1: Well, I mean, you know, I, I thought and Cobo was actually the one that looked... He looked a bit not engaged with the game um, there was a few moments where he got lucky that certain things didn't bounce um, like almost bounced his way rather than the other way and i think Melmaning uh, has also been quoted saying he might be under a bit of pressure to keep his spot next game um, so going to be interesting to see what they do with Selwyn and Cobo
2: is uh, it that for him from and Cobo
1: in the, in the grand finals or maybe I thought like there a couple of He moments. does it he does it he does it regularly yeah. like not regularly sorry he has these patches where He'll have like a few games where you just like he just loses the concentration and, and then sometimes it gets covered over by this incredible play at the end yeah. of the game where you go, oh, oh, my God, he just won us the game, so it's all good. Like, for example, the grand final, there were a few moments where that happened, obviously, when he was bringing the ball out and he just dropped it cold. But then he has these incredible catches in defence and you go, oh, okay, well, he just did that amazing thing. And that, that's where I think that we're just kind of seeing his youth to a degree. Yeah. I don't think this Selwyn Cobbo will be the same Selwyn Cobbo we see in three or four years, and once he rounds that out, geez, like once he fully rounds himself out, holy shit, he's going to be a player.
3: I thought the moment that really summed it up was when he threw the pass to James Tennesse. Mm. Like you could just tell it was it was just very lacklustre, sort yep. of going through the motions. And uh, yeah, it's a, it is bizarre how he has that in his game. But I, I like even when I was watching the other night, like he just He's just reminded of how young and how raw yeah. he is. Yeah. Like he is just—he's got so much ahead of him, and he, I think he's going to be part of the kangaroo system for a very long time. And you know, you probably want him to have some of those moments.
1: Cause, oh, I think it's good. Yeah, I, I, as in, I think it's good he's had the moments, but I think it's good that he's a part of the system because yeah. it'll be like a guy like Mal saying, "Mate, this, this, and this." It's only going to be good for his game,
3: and, and it's good that he doesn't have two tries at the end of this game to go. Oh well,
1: fuck it. Yeah, it's yes. good. It's,
3: this, it's, this is what he's got to work on. This is what he's got to focus on, and once he does. My God,
1: we're going to have a football. Well, all, all his focus needs is just concentration. Yeah. Like it's not a skill thing. It's not an effort thing. He, he has heaps of ticker. He's tough as anything. his talent as anything. It's just staying concentrated for 80 minutes. That's all it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I guess from the Australian side, we'll talk about it, but Payne Hass and Tino, just – but Payne Haas specifically, and then we'll speak about Tino, but like – at 23 years old He's now won The Broncos Player of the Year I think five times In a row <laughs> He is Dally M Front rower Four times In a row now I think In Sorry. NRL So basically I think he surpasses Glenn Lazarus And Shane Webke um, He's obviously Been in a grand final Although they didn't win His performance In the grand final Was nothing short Of absolutely incredible This guy is just 23 We've got We've got a decade more. A decade more. It is bizarre how good he's going to get. And I think that what we're starting to see, especially this season, especially the second half of the season, he's starting to almost... Obviously, he believed in his ability before. But I think that now he's getting to a point where he honestly feels every time he runs the ball, he might break the line. That's what it looks like. like every time he runs the ball, he may create a try-scoring opportunity. It's honestly scary to see where he can get.
3: You've got to remember as well, he debuted in 2018. He played three games of footy. Which meant that he could win rookie of the year in twenty nineteen, which he did. Mm. Uh 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023, that's five seasons. As you said, he's won Brisbane's player of the year. This is the Brisbane Broncos to win yeah. player of the year. He's not a fullback, he's not a halfback, <laughs> he's, a front, he's a front row forward. Like and especially I think front row forward and we look at you know James Fish for example, because he set such a high standard, but he's a front row forward and you know, like we don't have all the highlights. Sometimes you just go, Oh yeah, we're used to that. Mm. Isaiah Yeo's another guy. Mm. This guy just keeps on going up and up and up and up yeah. and it, it's unbelievable what he's managed to do. And like on top of that, across those five seasons, the least <coughs> amount of games he's played is 17. That was in 2020 when it was a 20-week comp. Oh. Like the brutality he's putting his body through and he plays 20-plus games every single year. Now he's playing Origins. Now he's playing
1: World Cups, test matches. He's a genetic freak. It is in, and a guy that big to be that durable mm. is unbelievable.
0: Yeah, what's exciting with him is that He's, you know, arguably the best forward in front row in the world at the moment. And he's done for so many years. He's very calculated in what he does. Mm. Like, he's a pretty high percentage player. There aren't many stray offloads in his game. Even he threw an offload for a try, for the Cam Murray try. Mm. And he had a few chances to throw that. And he waited and waited and waited. It wasn't to the very end where they were just falling off. And where it was like, okay, I'm completely free here. There's no one else around. He popped it and they made a line break off and end up scoring. But... Just to see, like as I said, after five seasons of dominance already at 23 years old, is how his game's going to develop in coming years. Because I think you're right, Kempion, in that you see this confidence building in him across the final series, and in particular on the weekend against Samoa. He just looks so confident. He's going, I'm just going to belt you blokes to pieces. And as his career goes on, he's going to do things like... Similar to Jason Tamlo in some ways but different in others where Tamlo developed his ball playing. And I don't mean his big, like, lock ball playing, big pass out of that, but Mm. just his little tip-ons at the line. Maybe starts throwing a few more offloads because he's so dominant and Mm. just seeing where this bloke can get to.
1: I I think he's also getting really smart. Uh, We know he can do the tough stuff. We know he can run straight at the biggest bloke Mm. in the field. There's no question of Payne Hass's Mm. toughness. But he's also getting smart where he's going, oh, there's a halfback over there. I'm going to run overs into that little fella Instead of, you know, when you're younger and you're beating your chest, you're like, I don't run at half backs, I only run at front rollers. And we love that from pain. That's why, you know, it's part of rugby league, that toughness. But if he now he's getting a bit selective with where he runs, that's the scary part that creates all this momentum for him. Because he instead of going, All right, I'm gonna run at the toughest bloke in the field every run, he's going, I'll do that twice and then every time I see, you know, a center, a wide running forward, a half back, I'm just gonna angle off straight into him. And that's why we're seeing so much space around him now, because he's selecting his his running um, Lions Just better and better Every single game it's
3: The only thing to watch is Payne Haas Obviously a proud New South Welshman. Uh, he's played 11 games In New South Wales He's 23 Brad Fittler holds The record at 31 Wow He's already at 11 And he's
1: 23 years old And you'd have to assume He's almost guaranteed To be Well playing. he's
3: hardly ever injured Yeah He's going to be there Like you have a look At the, the next best Front row forward <laughs> is Paul Gallon, who played half his career at 13 yeah. in New South Wales. But he's at 24 games. He's almost halfway there.
1: And I, I tell you what, if you go back to this series and you actually look at what has did, it was friggin' amazing. He just ne- – no one spoke about it. Mm. And it, I think it is because he's Hass. But if another front rower did the numbers he was doing, like I think it was the most tackles, I think no misses, maybe one miss and the most metres for a forward uh, in a beaten um, – for a front rower in a beaten side. Like, he was phenomenal this Origin Series.
3: I think as well when it comes to New South Wales, you also need to take into consideration that he is the best front row forward in our team. Mm. So you've just got a pack of wolves that go after him. Yeah. They know if they can stop him, you stop a lot of New South Wales momentum, same as the Broncos, same yep. as every team this guy is in. And I'm sure Samoa would have gone into that game and gone, hey, it'd be good if we could stop paying Haas. They weren't able to.
1: Well, I mean, look at Penrith. They would have been like, we, we stopped yep. paying, we stopped the whole team. And they, they managed to for maybe twenty minutes when the Broncos kept dropping the ball, but then he just exploded. And this is not to say that you know Leota and Fish Harris didn't ultimately win the battle because they won the game, and that's all that matters. But by no means did anyone watch that grand final and go, "Oh yeah, Payne ass was kept quiet." Like no, no way.
2: Um, what do you reckon?
1: I mean, about the big, the big fella. The big
2: fellow. well, I just, the first try of the game, he obviously scored that, overcame a bit of adversity. They'd uh, pulled his pants down and he had his backside on full display. And you could just hear Vossy's eyes light up in the commentary box. Uh, gave us a little bit of, uh, you know, showing us a bit of a crack in the defence there. Bit of arse-based humour. Uh, there was really something for everyone, for all the fans up there at uh, North Queensland Stadium on the weekend. And I was very impressed with his performance. Harsh showed his arse. He did, big time. <laughs>
1: That was one of my best. You like boys? <laughs> no, not bad. Yeah, thanks, thanks thanks, for coming. Thanks for coming. Now, on to our other boy, the big fella. You know what? Like, for me, very rarely do I, you know, watch a footy game and almost, like, capture a... You know when you see something on the screen, you almost capture that and remember it for a while? Yeah. Very rarely, because you watch so much rugby league. But when I saw Payne, Hass and Tino with their comeback on cards standing next to each other, and, Payne, and Tino's like this, just a little bit taller... I was just like, this is nah, this is incredible. Like these guys are twenty three years old, and we, we forget they almost punched on a couple of years ago. Yeah, wish that had come to fruition. Um, but anyway, saw about Tino. What I love about these rep games for Tino is it gets to remind everyone that this guy is the tippity top of our best players in our game. Sometimes, if you play for a, the Titans, that struggle. I actually think they're going to get better next year, but they've been struggling for a while now. I think Brimo's been cursed with this a little bit, and he got to go to origin and show how good he was. I think what's really good for Tino is is that when he gets into these rep environments, it goes, oh, look how good this guy is. Like, this guy is not just good at the Titans. He's not a, a big fish in a small pond. No, no, he's a big fish, and when he gets to bigger ponds, he's just as big as the other guys. I thought Tino was outstanding.
3: Yeah, I'm really hoping the Titans can start to turn it around. Like, God, I would love to see Tino under the bright lights playing like proper finals footy because yeah. he just goes to another level and you're right mate like when they were both standing on the side I, I think Matty said hey. it. via text the other night thank god they play for different states oh, fuck. Or it just wouldn't be
1: sweet Like, it, could you imagine them both lining up into the same state it would be almost impossible to stop the roll on they'd get unbelievable wow. um, and I, what I love it with, with Fatino is it's like so he played 45 minutes He doesn't have to slog out 70 minutes And then by the time he gets Into the 70th minute He's worked his ass off So he's fallen off tackles Or he might have a little Error here or there He gets to come in And just play footy Just play footy The way he enjoys it
3: The other thing I was Thinking about with Tino Like when we're talking About the Melbourne Storm All this year What did we say They're just missing That one oh. thought. Like imagine if they Would have kept a hold of him
1: Well they tried to get him back Shock me And the word, Try every year For the next decade The uh, word I heard Was it was a massive offer yeah. Like I'm talking monster like very unstorm like kind of stuff wow and he decided... cuz he like this is this is the kind of guy that's getting offered like what is the the age old saying take under's go to melbourne take under's go to melbourne this guy's getting offered monster contracts basically saying if you come down here on this long term contract you're almost guaranteeing yourself another premiership mm-hmm. he's going no nah, i'll stay in gold coast for to my understanding relatively same money so it's not even like the Titans blew anyone out of the water. He's so keen on taking the Titans to the next level that he's going, no, you know what, I'm going to stay on the Gold Coast and, and finish the job that I started a few years Not ago. Not to
3: mention that obviously down there in Melbourne, look, there's Queensland Maroons coaches there.
1: Yeah. There's every reason to go down there.
3: It'll be yeah. interesting to see, like, if Melbourne, and I'm sure they will knowing Craig Bellman, but if, you know, we're talking in two years' time and they still haven't filled that hole in their pack, losing Tino could be one of the big whiffs. Melbourne Storm history.
1: It really could, and it, he, uh, Cam Smith, actually brought it to my attention that, like, I think we're speaking about Nelson or whatever. When you actually sit down and look at it, there's not many big boys like Tino, like Haas, like Nelson, just rolling around the NRL. Yeah. Like we've got, you've got plenty of big front rollers. and when we say big, we're saying in the context of rugby league. Like six foot three isn't big these days, um, but there's not many guys that have the uh, like physical attributes of Tino Payne, Nelson. I'm trying to think of another big bopper like that. You feel like there's a lot of them, but there isn't. There, there really isn't. Yeah. You feel like, oh, everyone every, – every club has their big enforcer. That's, a, that's the feeling you get. And every club does have their big bopper front rolls, but not like this.
3: And, yeah. and I even think, like, like I, I'm sure a lot of people would put, like, um, Adam Vanilla Blake in that conversation as yeah, well. Yeah, he'd be there, yeah. He'd be up there, but, man, I would still have Tino and Payne. A level of value. Physically There's just Their athleticism Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. just something about them That they can play 80 minutes They can just do it all It's the motor It's 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 the the motor Because
1: that's the thing What what is so impressive About Adam Fenwell-Blake And why he is one of the best Front rowers in the competition He's almost doing What he's doing In spite of his body shape Mm. You know He's not that big Tall rangy Front rower That you know Seems to have footwork He's a bit thicker And yet he's got this Mad left foot step Mad right foot step He can ball play (sighs) And that's what makes Addon so great. Whereas a guy like Tino and Payne Haas, it's almost expected that they dominate the way they do because of their physical presence. Um, but that, that's the irony is that what makes Payne and Tino so great is how many times have we've seen big fellas and they're soft mentally. Yeah. These guys are
3: fucking hard as nails. Well, that's a scary thing. Like you look at you know, the front row forwards that have come through the last 15 years, the standard was set by Webke and Seven Receiver, and everyone's been chasing that. <laughs> Now people have been able to chase that. Mm. Now this new standard has been set by these guys. Like, you imagine in 20, twenty, thirty years time, if we're talking about a new pair of front row forwards, you oh. go, they might be better than Payne and Tino. Like, they're just going to have to be off their heads, yeah. and they will be. That's the way the game yeah. develops and mm. changes. It's terrifying.
1: Honestly, eventually we'll probably get to a point where across the board they're all pretty much six foot three, a yep. hundred kilos. Yeah, like ev- every
0: forward is. Tino's yeah. well, I, re- I honestly and-
1: reckon Across the board Except for maybe halves yeah. Maybe fullback Everyone is 100 kilos And 6 foot 3 Like I reckon We'll get to that point Because like Look at the wingers now mm. yeah. The wingers would be Front rowers Back in the day Like if the wingers Of today Were playing In 1980s They would be In the front row They wouldn't yeah. be Sitting on the wing For sure um, So yeah Tino I'm so happy That he gets to I guess shine On the on the big stage um, Ironically Ironically Both and heritage ah. <laughs> Thanks, Samuel.
2: Thanks, boys. We'll take um, him. I think, we'll, hey, we'll take him. Bit of chat about, it wasn't uh, potentially even Payne saying, for the time being, he's, he See, would do I, Australia. I didn't, Did he? was it quoted? Could you get that up, please, Maddie? I don't know if he was actually quoted. I think the
1: report just said him and Nelson yep. had, Nass was quoted. Nass was quoted. Yep. So I don't know if Payne
2: was quoted, but boys, you're Australian now. Yep. Come in. Please stay. Stay. (laughs) Stay. That's good seeing as well. Generational talent, obviously, but a generational mullet in an Australian jersey as well. (laughs) He's got the best hair just to be out in the comp and just to see it flapping in the breeze at full speed.
1: You know what? It's so true. It's good, isn't it? It is beautiful. Yeah.
2: And it is, it's almost, it should be heritage
1: listed. It should be. Fucking that mullet just flying in the wind. Holy heckers. Uh, And he's a good sort too, which doesn't hurt. (laughs) Um, Yeah, outside of that, I thought Munster had a mixed back because I did think there were moments I was like, he looks really energetic. He looks like he's in the game. Um, DC, I thought watching watching DCE though, it, like he could have not done anything in attack. But if you wanted to see how important a good kicking game is, watch DCE's game on the weekend. Like when you compared that to Sam O's kicking game, it was like honestly, it was like not even like I wouldn't. I don't want to be disrespectful to Sam o, but it was not close. Yep. It was not close the kicking game, and that's like. I think it's one of the most under. Well, look, we appreciate it because we know how good Clear is, but I don't. Even, I don't know if we appreciate it enough. How good a very high IQ, high quality kicking game is, because like that—that that was, you could genuinely see it at the end of every set when. When DC got the ball, he was putting it exactly where he needed to be.
3: And you know and as you said, you don't want to be disrespectful to uh, um, the Samoan halves there, but DC does it in Origin too. Mm, mm. Goes up against Nath Cleary, and the kicking game just elevates him to a new yeah. level. Like, and
1: it's not like he can kick <coughs> longer or even more accurate than than uh, Cleary. It's just his choice of kicks it's and like, where yeah, he yeah. decides to put it. I don't um, know
0: why, but like I've I've almost enjoyed DC this year more than e- ever before. Mm. I, I guess just because of his, his age and his footy's just hit. Maybe not new heights, but mm. to still be as good as he was during his prime age-wise, I suppose. Just little things like he just knows how to get the best out of everyone around him. Yeah. Even just very basic little shit like getting Katoni Staggs early ball yeah. off the back of a good play the ball where not overplaying his hand and going, all right, Katoni, one-on-one here, he'll do a job. Let's mm. get it to him. Don't overthink it. Again, it's a catch, it's a pass. There's nothing in it, but he's just so smart. He yeah. understands the game so well. He
1: is – we spoke about how much rep footy has helped Tino. DC's career looks so different if he doesn't do what he does in rep footy. Matter of fact, if he doesn't do what he does in rep <coughs> footy, there'd be huge pressure on him at Clubland because you'd go, okay, you've been at Manly for how many years now? You signed this long-term deal. We haven't even been really close to a premiership in the last, let's just say, decade, we'll just give or take. But because he goes away and kills it at Repland, it's like clearly he's not the problem. Like clearly the problem at Manly is not based around DCE. Whereas imagine if he didn't have rep. Imagine if for some reason we had this other Gun7 that just, you know, took that spot. You know, he'd, he'd almost be pulling – well, he's barely got any hair left, but he'd be pulling his <laughs> hair out because he'd be going, it, I am not the problem, but, like, the results aren't really showing for me. I think it's a really fair argument.
3: DCE for me is – a Queensland legend now.
1: Mm. I pull, think he's got his own legacy.
3: pull the Marones out of, you know, when you think four or five immortals just disappeared overnight or over a year or two, and then DCE came in with a side that he had in 2020 and did what he did and going up against, you know. Like, we, we were all talking about that we could look back at Nathan Cleary as one of the greatest of all time, and it's DCE who's managed to trump him. The first few years of his origin career, mm. like I think D.C. has to be put right <clears throat> up there on a pedestal. If for nothing else, just the timing of what he's done for Queensland during yeah, that period. Yeah,
1: I think that the the really like obviously he's not in the same you know uh, conversations as as the Queensland greats. But I think the key for D.C. is he's stepped out of the shadow of them, which is like I don't think people are ever going to appreciate how hard that is to have come through the same time as those immortals essentially. And then take the reins when you're basically at the end of your career and take us to what? So since 2020, we've won what? Three. Three? 2020, 23. Because he's won 18, 19? Yep. And then DC – so Cam Smith retired 17, Slater 18? Yes. Yep. And so he had it 19. So basically he's had 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, and he's got what, three from Five. Five. Three from five. A 60% win rate.
3: Can I word it even better? Yep. Look at Queensland. They lost four or five immortals. Mm. DCE came in and handled the job. We lost one immortal 20 fucking years ago and we still haven't recovered from it.
1: That's a good point. That's a good point.
3: We are still trying to recover from losing (laughs) Freddie and Joey.
1: Yeah, it's a really good point. And I think also your point about he's – and look, it's – it's fair that he has taken it too clearly at Origin level because of his experience. Mm. And if you ever needed an I- idea of how important experience it is, go and watch Origin DC versus Cleary. Like we can all agree, Cleary is a better player. Like, yeah. like I think everyone agrees that. But he doesn't have the experience that DC does. So when when the little percents matter, those little decisions that Cleary will get, and I think that we're look. I will be shocked if Cleary doesn't have his Origin series in the next three years. If Cleary doesn't dominate an Origin in the next three years, I will be shocked. And what's crazy, he'll still only be 28 by then. Um, yeah, so he's got plenty of time. But DCE, because of his experience, has been out of, like, put it this way, what's bizarre is right now, let's say Cleary retired, DCE retired. As a starting seven, I think um, DCE has only won one extra series than Cleary, yet you would say Cleary has a substantially better. Sorry, not Cleary. DC has a substantially better rep footy resume or performances than Cleary. Um, now by the end of his career, I do think we'll be looking back at Cleary going, mate, remember, you know, remember the 2025 series or the 26 or the 20s, you know, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, DC, he, his ability to just like his control of a game. It's almost close to Cam Smith. Well, I wouldn't say it's close, but Cam Smith was so good because to the naked eye, you didn't even know he was on the field sometimes. So if you were just a casual fan, you you wouldn't even know who the number nine was. Whereas it's similar to DC. To the naked eye, it's like, what did he even do? When you go back and you look at the stats and you go, where were the big moments? And like, is nowhere to be found. But when you're watching it, you go, geez, he has this game under control. Yeah,
3: and I think, you know, there'd be a lot of people that would say, oh, you know, there's other Queensland legends that could have done what DC did. Sure, maybe, but he actually did it. He actually did it. He went and did it.
1: And also, let's not, let's not forget... The place the Queensland side was in a couple of years ago, we had legends of the game saying they were worried about Queensland rugby league, and that mm. most of New South Wales thought we were about to enter a dynasty. I in mean New South Wales were about to enter a dynasty. We had guys like 2020. I know we all speak about it all the time, but like there were reserve graders in that side. Like, like we're not talking about a guy that walked into, you know, it's not like a seven or a six walking into the Penrith squad right now. Comparatively speaking, it's a seven walking into a, a Queensland that's almost looks like it's about to have this um, post immortal depression to a degree.
2: You want to say something? Yeah, well, that's where the, I reckon he's probably got the edge on. Clearly, the origin stuff at the moment is because they've won series when they were not the favourites. They mm-hmm. weren't expected to win. New South Wales have probably been a little bit more stacked in recent years, like so many stars in their team they haven't won. That's where he's. Got the edge, record yeah. and made that that kind of legacy. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. like, I mean, that's that's what you
1: say. We always say about Joey with um, Newcastle. Don't get me wrong; he still had some really good players, but that was the key thing. Is like he wasn't didn't have this fully stacked outside to get the premierships that he got.
3: You know what I love too, Kempie. I just had a look at the odds for State of Origin next year. We're the underdogs. Dollar ninety five. About wow.
0: time. Wow. The Battlers. It's about bloody time.
1: Wow. You guys are finally seeing the light. You're finally admitting that we get origin. Is that what's no, happening right now? He is. Oh, you're admitting. Has sports Sportsbet admitted finally that Queensland get origin? For, for the time being, it looks like it. Like, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> um, well, I, I think that's more population thing. Like, more New South Welshmen, so you have that natural bias to think that your state's going to win, so more bets would go on. New we South just Wales. fucking
3: hate you. <laughs> oh, wow that's
1: what Jeez it is. Guru it's, it's bloody six months away mate <laughs> that was A bit off. longer Holy heck So is- Speaking of
3: halfbacks um, Obviously DC was fantastic mate The more I watch Ben Hunt <laughs> I don't get what anyone says He's a hooker That's playing halfback In the NRL
1: My how was he He's a nine He's unbelievable He is And like He's another guy Club land He'd be going Every game going Oh shit <laughs> Sucks. And then he goes up to Australia He'd be going this is the best <laughs> This is the best I just got these guns all around me Like he had two trices from uh, number nine
3: There was one of those trices If you watch it again He gets the ball down half And he's looking around And DC was a little bit unorganised DC just sort of went oh, I don't know So he just looked up Just controlled yeah. the run completely Gave it to Tino Put him over it was, It's just too easy for him mm, this, he's, yeah. I, 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 I. He's a fantastic halfback Don't get me wrong But I think he's such a better nine
1: yeah, I, I, he's just so good, and I, again, another reminder of just the quality that he that he is. If started people because of everything that's going on in the Dragons, if they started to go, you know what is he really worth this, you know, fuss? Even though I still think that they should release him, but is he worth the fuss that we're all
0: putting around it? I mean, I think he is. I think he is Bloody worth the fuss. He is. Done. Um, who stood out for you, Timmy? I mean, for the other side, both the centres Tony Stage was tremendous, particularly his goal kicking. Um, but the Hammer, Tabby Ifido, and Look, Fuck. I'm happy to let you boys talk about his attack because I just every time he plays and plays, in my eyes, out of position at centre, as a bloke who was sceptical of him, Origin won this year, playing at centre and whether he could do a job defensively. <laughs> Same thing, like, again, not saying there's a tremendous amount thrown in but 14 tackles without a miss.
1: He might be the best defensive centre in the Col <laughs> Like, him, maybe him and Critter, but... He might be the best offensive This, this small time.
0: sample size is getting bigger and bigger. Has <laughs> yeah. he missed a tackle in his career at centre?
1: Mate, wasn't it like 40 tackles in origin, one <clears> miss? <throat>
0: oh.
1: So at rep level, he's probably sitting at about 50-plus tackles and one or two misses yeah. at rep level.
3: Yeah, and it, you know what? The day will come where he'll make a bad read or he'll do mm. something and you'd want to hope you're five metres out because he's going to run
1: you down <laughs>
0: anyway.
1: <laughs> Mate, that try where he was kind of like, like... What people don't understand about that try is he was playing with the defence... Um, Changing his speed and momentum to make them think that they had enough space. Like, so for example, as he's you know he you know makes the the break or the semi break, and he sees that gap, you can see him almost slow down a bit to give the defense the uh, illusion that they can cover that space. Like, people don't understand how smart that is and how naturally gifted. Not naturally because you have to be intelligent here too. Oh. But how footy smart you've got to be to go, okay, I've got enough space around me where no one can tackle on me. I'll slow my pace a bit to give them illusion that they can cover that space if they need to and then just fucking hit the afterburners. Brilliant, brilliant stuff.
3: The rugby league nerds like me out there will appreciate this. I saw almost the exact same try I scored at the SFS one night. Remember um, Nathan Gardner? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. scored almost the exact same yeah. try and did the same thing. Slowed down. Paul and Astri had him on ice skates that yeah. night. He let him catch up to him and then went at another pace. I mean, so... Val Holmes still isn't in this side I could not possibly move Hammer out of left centre
0: What um, Was Val Has he had another game of suspension to serve Is that what happened I think so, so. He's got, so
1: this is this counts as one And oh. I think he can be back Next game Next game I, I personally wouldn't take either out I thought Staggs was outstanding
0: I'd slot Val in on the wing On the wing Oh yeah.
1: on the wing Yeah for Good sure call. Great call I was just talking more about <laughs> centre mm. Those two. I thought our two centres were Who the best players On the wing though Yeah for sure Slot him in sure.
3: Staggs had 15 runs for 195 metres
1: Mate, he was outstanding So
0: so unlike Hammer's defence This isn't a knock on Starks Because there were no bad misses But like Starks is noted as one of the The more beastly Stronger defenders in the NRL Who's played centre for years And years Mm. His whole career As far as I can remember You know, 12 tackles With four misses Just a third of them Hammer on the other side Misses none Um, And more tackles Yeah (laughs) Hammer
2: for me is just like when you go when you go from club footy to rep footy, because there's so many better players around, and he real like how good he is actually comes through even more. Yeah. Like he tears it up for the Dolphins, obviously, but um, just I don't know, he's so exciting. The the length of the field try really stands out. So he's um he's one of those players now. Like if he's playing, you just you go to watch, really. Yeah.
3: You know, you know, it's insane too. Like, you have a look at Hamiso. Like, for me, he will be my left centre for the Kangaroos for a long time to come. Yep. And there will be arguments that he, despite not playing centre at club league, could be the best centre in rugby league. And then they're going to also have Herbie in that side at left centre. Yeah. They might have the two cool. best left centres in rugby league.
1: Yeah. Uh, what I love about – well, I, I mean, it's not something I love, but it's it's what's really interesting about Hammer is, like, whatever level he plays at, he just plays a little bit better. Yeah, Like, it's – it's almost like at clubland he goes, okay, I'm just going to do what I need to do to tear this game apart. And then he'll get to Origin and go, you know what, I'm just going to do what I need to do to tear this game apart. And maybe it's a, <coughs> it's almost an illusion that he creates because even when he's at top speed, it doesn't look like he's straining to be at top speed. So it's like, you still got more in you, but maybe he doesn't. He just naturally – I actually reacted to Hamiso um, years ago now. Fuck, you'd be talking like four years ago. Uh, and. He's almost exactly the same Like you can well, go back And look at tries yeah.
0: that like, He'll play She'll play fullback For the Dolphins next year Surely I think he'll So yeah, We could be looking at One of the all time Like I won't say Breakout year Because we, you know, he's playing For Australia now And killing it However Like two years ago At the Cowboys He was coming off the bench In limited stints In limited minutes This year at the Dolphins A new squad put together That the roster had Enormous question marks Over it mm. Goes Fullback Next year for the Dolphins, with new faces coming in, they've had a season together, another pre-season together, they should be vastly improved. He, he could, like, he's got Dalian potential in him at fullback form. He could be, could be anything, mate.
1: He could, could be, be anything.
3: <laughs> Pick a fullback to build a team around, Hamiso or Drinky.
1: Oh, that is a tough one. That is a tough one. I mean, what in, in Hamiso's benefit, he could play fullback, centre, wing, Maybe six at a pint if you could train. I mean, look, I don't put anything past him. You could pick
3: worse sixes, yeah.
1: Oh, maybe the hammer only because I've seen him at the tippity top dominate. Mm. Whereas I don't know what Drinky would do. I, look, he probably would dominate. I mean, I think Drinky right now for New South Wales. If you're not going to put Hines at fullback, he's probably the front runner for <coughs> fullback for New South Wales right Thanks now. Here. Yeah. Like, unless Teddy comes out and kills it again, obviously, Teddy... Like, people that say Teddy are just, is just done, I don't agree with that. I think he's a champion fullback. He can easy fight his way back into form. Um, but, yeah, Drinky's probably front runner at the moment for New South Wales fullback. How do you feel about that, Guru?
3: No, I still think Teddy will be there.
0: Teddy? For the Blues? Yeah. Who's front runner for fullback right now? Right now, Teddy, because he's the Kangaroo's fullback. And the thing about Teddy is... <laughs> You know, getting a lot of knocks for the year that he's had and whether or not he should still be the Kangaroo's fullback. I don't think he should. I, I would have had mm. Rhys Walsh or Kalen Ponger back there. But that's not to say that Teddy isn't still an absolute elite fullback in the NRL. He's just got these two freaks who, in my opinion, have now surpassed him. You know, he's older in, in his career. These two blokes have come through and are unbelievable. Uh, at a Blues level... As I said, if you're the Kangaroos fullback, he played well on the weekend. He's At this stage, he's probably our number one. Mm. But, I, you know, I'm not convinced
2: I would it, have him there. If he goes in with some patchy form, club form next year before it all kicks off, do you reckon Madge could put a bit of a stamp on things and go, righto? Absolutely. So we're going to go with some other guys well. here and, and mix it up?
1: Yeah. Yeah? Um, it, it almost, I guess, it puts Madge in a good position because he can be like, look, I'm just starting afresh. So it gives him an easier way to say, <laughs> The only reason I don't—it's not because of Teddy's ability. Like I, I, you know, Teddy's ability is still a top three fullback. Mm. Like there's no denying that. It's more just the style of play. I just don't know the way that we've seen. You know, Reese Walsh and Kalen Ponga—the way they can create space with their ball playing—I just wonder whether that's what's needed in this this version of Origin. Is is a really good ball playing fullback. Um, And look, I'm not counting Teddy out at all. I'm not counting out at all. I truly believe he can get back in that spot because we know he can ball play. But even on the weekend, there were a few times where I was like, Teddy, like, just... There was a time where he took a scoot down the short side because I think he saw um, Tungor maybe injured. And I was like, oh, like, you've got so many guns. You don't need to make that big play. Like, just leave it for the guys around you to get field
0: position. And the other big if there is that, without getting too, too far ahead of ourselves, talking about the internationals, but I know this is an enormous if... But if, you know, if Teddy starts slow and Tommy Turbo comes back and plays the first 12, 13 rounds and stays fit, we're talking about drink water, Tom Trebojevic at number one. Yeah, that's oh. a good point. And then, oh. like, centres can be a number of options. We've got a ton. Yep. Campbell Graham, Katoni Stags, Latrell. Um, Mitchell, like.
1: Yeah, mate. It's, uh, anyway, not, never too soon for Origin, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Cam Murray, I thought, obviously, great on the edge there. Um, who else stood out for you, boys?
3: Camara was great. Uh, I thought Isaiah had a really good game as well. Uh, Mate, I thought that uh, as much as they weren't as big as the two starting front rowers, Lindsay Collins and Pat Carrigan, the amount of work they got through and the short amount of time they were on the field, Lindsay was on for 35 minutes and made 35 tackles. (laughs) Carrigan was on for 35 minutes. He ran for 120 metres and made 28 tackles.
1: Yeah, didn't even notice them. I know. They just just fucking rip and tear, eh? They just rip and tear.
3: Shout out to Ruben Cotter too. Played a test match and then got married the next day. I know at 20-0. I'm going, surely they just don't put Ruben on, right? Yeah, surely you just keep him sweet for his wedding. Still went on and played 30 minutes.
1: Hey, tell you what, that's pretty masculine if you ask me. Playing for your bloody country, then getting married the next day. Who says, who says, fucking the most blokey blokes of all blokes don't love love? Hey, Hammy, exactly. He's bloody playing for his country, getting married. That's a bloke that loves love. I've, I've always said that. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out to his now wife as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I didn't get an invite, which was strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you basically made his career. Yeah, anyway. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, anyone else stand out? You, you guys for the, the kangaroos? Ah, uh, pretty awesome, no, mate. The, the, the really tough thing when speaking about this is, you know, we're all really excited and we're really happy with the way they played. And <coughs> I tell you what, it was good seeing Nick Hines at number 18. Anyway. Um, but I just want to see him against like yeah. a New Zealand Because, you know, all due respect to Samoa They didn't play their best game of rugby league But let's they're, talk-
3: also, they're also missing a number of players Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Now let's talk about uh, Samoa We've already spoken about Fialongo. Uh Who stood out for you boys? Tough
3: game. I just didn't have much ball, did they, earlier? I, I thought the hooker was good. Chan Kum Tong. Mm. Oh, he looks really solid. He's got a big future. Uh, Palacio, I feel like I've spoken about him every week for the last 15 weeks on the trot. He looks good as well. Uh, and Terrell May, I thought when he was on the pitch
1: too, went good. Geez, you'd be locking him in if you're the Roosters.
0: 42 minutes, 123 metres, 19 tackles without a miss in a side that was pumped. Yeah. That's some serious numbers. I
1: mean, I, I'd be surprised if... The Roosters aren't already in the negotiation. Oh. I mean, think about how many teams could use a big front rower like that like, with imagine, an offload.
3: Imagine if the Melbourne Storm were to sign yeah. him this off-season. We're having a completely different oh,
1: conversation. About I it. heard whispers that the Melbourne Storm did try to get him, but he didn't want to move to Melbourne. Mm. Interesting. Very interesting. So the, the, when I hear all this, I'm like, the Melbourne Storm are clearly aggressively in the market because they've tried to get a couple of guys and it just, has, it's just <laughs> hasn't landed yet.
3: That, that Roosters side next year... Keep in mind, they're going to have him and Spencelliniu coming off the
1: bench.
2: You must be excited as a Roosters fan. So excited. <laughs> <mate>. Very excited. <laughs> the red, white
1: and blue <laughs> Um Just quickly, a little bit concerned about Tungor's body. He was not sweet the other He night. didn't seem sweet. Yeah. We saw in the grand final, uh, sorry. Prelim. The, the prelim, we saw that tackle miss and then there was a roll. I don't know whether it was a rolled ankle or whatever. Also, he was taken off in the grand final, to my understanding. And so, it's he, to my understanding, was taken off in the grand final because of injury. And then two weeks later, he's playing for Samoa. And then he gets a little niggle injury there. I don't know. I'm just a little bit concerned about his body and the fact that he's had so many different kind of niggling injuries over a 12-month period. And also, look, I understand why clubs don't release the information because it's like... You know, it's their private information again. But like, it's very vague when it comes out that he's, you know, he's still working on an ankle injury or this injury. It's always very vague coming out of Penrith, so it's hard to see where he's at physically. But I, I hope that it's not a something that repeats itself next year because we saw it was only this year where he went against Melbourne and it absolutely destroyed them. Destroyed them. Um, I thought, uh, you know, as always, Junior or He just he's a beast, man. Like he doesn't, regardless of how his team's going, he just. Rips and tears. Doesn't matter how dominant the other forward pack is. Doesn't matter how, whether, even if he's going not that well, he just does not quit. He does not quit.
3: Yeah, he's, he's such a good leader too. Yeah. I love Junior. Uh, Luciano Le came oh. up with his annual, how the fuck did you do that man what a that, grubber. That kicked down the short side. And you know, like I I, I, I had someone in my comments go, oh, bloody Selwyn
1: Cobber. I'm like...
3: Bro, I don't know who could've stopped that. It could have been G.I. on that sting would yeah. have stopped that. Like it was just perfect. It like, was
1: a perfect kick in like unless he stuck his leg out maybe. And it's like, look, that's just one of those ones where you've got to chalk it up to just It's a great play. It's
0: a great play. Damn. If if Cobbo like stays back <coughs> half a meter preempting a kick, yeah, the winger falls yeah. over the line over the top of him. But Luciano the whole game, I I thought he was definitely the standout for me. From the, the deft touch of that kick Just other little things like the try that he scored for a big, bollocking back rower. He threw a really nice pass out the back earlier in that play. Mm. And then just to follow-up in support play to score the try. He looked really dangerous. And just his all-round game, I thought he was terrific. Yeah,
2: played 80 minutes as well. Try and assist against (coughs) the Gangaroos. Another one from the West Tigers uh, footy nursery (laughs) that we bloody let go.
0: (laughs) So that's good.
2: Um, but uh, yeah, I thought he was I thought he was very good. To be yeah. mentioned on that play he threw a nice pass
3: and one that we didn't mention with uh, far longer as well, just a little tap on.
2: Mm, yeah. That pace, yep. such
3: a nice touch.
1: Yeah. Um, Leilua, he's basically I thought he was one of Cowboys most consistent this year. Uh, actually, I'd go as far as to say probably their best forward this year. Yeah,
3: well, well, he missed the first half of the season So he yeah. came back fresh But when he, when he did, God, he had an impact
1: Yeah, because I, I, I'm trying to think of another forward at the club That played as well as he they Like he did as consistently as he did for, you know, 10, 15 plus games mm. He probably was their best forward And he
0: was different to what he'd done sort of in the past And particularly at the Tigers Like he'd been, you know, quite a flashy back rower had mm. plenty of like, fancy offloads and yep. ballplay and all that He just got through the hard yards at the Cows this year, didn't mm. he? It's actually amazing, like
3: I don't know if you guys remember But like when he was coming through Toyota Cup and stuff with the Dragons He was like Bryce Cartwright Just offloads and shit everywhere But he would never do the tough stuff Yeah, He'd just always come up with these Mm. amazing plays And offloads (coughs) and everything And he is just It's interesting For me it was a guy like Madge That really changed him Mm. Really gave him that hardened edge And you know he's
1: continued on Well it's weird because He left whilst Madge was still coach correct?
2: Uh, yeah, Yeah right towards the end
1: Yep. So I don't know what happened there because... I don't know what happened either, but yeah. he, under Madge, he changed. Yeah. Oh, he definitely... Yeah. The fresh start, everything, but the fact that he left whilst being under Madge was really surprising. I wonder what, what's gone on there because then they had to go out and friggin' buy two back rollers. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You almost think it might not have been a Madge thing, though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, thoughts on Critter at six? Look, I didn't think he played poorly, but I think he was just there out of... Um, like, what other option did they have?
3: Yeah, I I saw a lot of comments online, well, that'll never work. It's like, fuck, he's going up against the best team you could assemble, like playing out of position.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
3: He's got Assy at halfback, who I think is a center. Like... uh, (laughs) He's got a kid playing hooker who's played one game of first grade. Like it's pretty.
0: He's got a, a tough fullback that's played half Same, a game. Yeah.
3: He's also not a five yeah, eight. He's yeah. just a gun football. And he's
0: got to jump in at five yeah. eight. it was a real shame because like another big stage game for for Critter and you know you want to see him at center. His best position. Yeah. He's at five eight. Like you saw, he was shot out of line and caught out for that first Payne house try. Mm. That gap opened up, <clears> but like you know he's moved one position in the defensive line. But you know people should never underestimate how different that defensive position Way is. So. Different. I felt sorry for him, and look, it wasn't his best game, and there were a few defensive issues. But freaking as there should be when you move out of position, yeah. For what and also say, against the kangaroos, against the kangaroos yeah. that
1: are essentially like, who are they missing through injury? Like maybe a couple outside backs, yeah. If not, that, yeah. And much. it's also like, look at the people that replaced them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, look, it was a recipe for disaster for mm. for the the people that wanted to hate on Critter. They were already ready to go. Like they were all ready to go, and for most people watching though, like, look, the reason why he's been moved to six is who the hell else would you put there? Would you rather have a New South Wales Cup player that, you know, we don't know how he's going to go at all, and when then that that means if we don't if we don't have if we brought a New South Wales Cup to play six, we've essentially got no established general player in our spine. How's that going to go? Pretty fucking bad. And
3: this is the reality of international footy. Like, this happens sometimes. Like, yeah. Yeah, like I remember Tohu Harris playing 5'8 for New Zealand. Yeah. I, I remember we, we went over for a test match against the USA in like the early 2000s. I remember we, we had Mick Crocker playing 5'8 in one match. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> the great Mick Crocker.
0: Was it, um, was it Luai and MILF in the halves in the World Cup?
1: Yeah, I think it eventually. So, Luai and MILF, Milf. But didn't MILF get dropped for a game? Injured? Or dropped? Yeah, I don't think MILF finished in that.
0: Who, who, played in the, side, who played in the halves man. with Luai in and the And then Luai got
1: moved to seven, and there was a young, maybe a young half. I can't believe I'm forgetting. Yeah, I'll I, say. But R- anyway. who's uh, on
0: the job anyway. We're will getting
1: there. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure Milford at, at one point got dropped. He definitely – I don't know if he played the World Cup, maybe off the benches in the World Cup final. Anyway, well, could you check that Actually,
3: one? it was Anthony Milford mm. was the halfback in the grand Who was, was the game, game before was the that? six. Game before that. I swear that. there
1: was a game where Milf didn't play. Or maybe he got taken off.
3: Might have got taken off. The game before that, the
1: halves were Milford and Lua. Might
3: really? Got taken off. I don't know. <coughs> oh, Chanel Harris-Tavita was on the bench.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe in the pool games, it was Chanel Harris-Tavita. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. So I wonder, okay, so he probably wouldn't have been ready yet, even though it's coming Mil- back. It'll be, be a good little maybe.
0: win for them to get him back yeah, as well. Fucking yeah, fucking Him will. Him and... So we'll, we'll, will Milford be back next game or not? Why what, what was he out? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe he oh. wants a break. Yeah, I don't know if he's in the squad. Yeah, I don't think he's... Mm. I didn't
1: see him. Um,
3: actually, he's definitely not
1: in the squad, yeah, because
3: they, they okay. picked Carl Lawapa and he got pulled yeah, out. Yeah, right, yeah, because
0: you'd think, like, again, not the Milf, exactly actually had like the greatest year of all time, but, but if it bad. meant keeping Critter at centre and that in that side, for sure. Yeah. I actually I didn't mind um, down, Arcee. Look, he didn't, you know, have a knockout game or anything and, and a few defensive things here and there, but you mentioned Guru, you think he's a centre. I like him in the halves. I like the way he plays deep mm. in the line. He squares up mm. really well. I, I think he's got a really big future, and, and yeah. I, I can't wait to see hopefully a bit more footy under his belt next year. Well, I actually think his best position could be fullback.
3: Yeah, right. The way okay. that he plays. But he needs a club to <coughs> pick him and give him a position and leave him there. And unfortunately, he's almost too good at so many things mm. that I think he's never really going to be able to lock down a proper position. Yeah. Hopefully I'm wrong, though.
1: Uh, I thought Palacia was really good. I know you've already spoken about yeah. him, but I just think, I think that Titans four-pack next year is so exciting for FIDA. Tino Palacia both back in. like both of more like it's exciting at the the Titans like that is a high high quality forward pack and they're all relatively young as well um so yeah really exciting there but yeah look Samoa I thought although this score is 38-12 that's probably where they are as squads anyway like so it's not like it looks like a massive win but it probably should be a massive win like look at the different squads sure. like look at the standard of play so I actually think Samoa the fact that they lost by so much in that first 20 minutes, the, their ability to fight back into the game, I thought they showed a lot of grit, and that shows a lot of good signs moving forward.
3: I thought we were heading for a 60.
0: Yeah, I, I did too. said 8-6 second half to the Kangaroos. Yeah. So a lot of tidbit. Really, really good.